Greetings, loyalists and heretics. Welcome to Iron and Ceramite, where we once again enter the warp without an astropath. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Iron and Ceramite podcast. My name is John, and as always, I'm joined by my co-hosts, Tommy. You all right? Dave. Hi, guys. Shane. Hello. And Glenn. Evening. Uh, it's been a while since we last got together and recorded anything. So, how are you guys doing? All good? Excellent. Thank you. Very good. Thank you. Very good. Cool. Um, so, like I said, it's been a while. I'm sure we've all been quite up to quite a bit. Um, and we've got plenty to cover for our hobby roundup. Uh, and also in this episode, we're going to be taking a look at the Black Templars. Um, Dave has either offered or been offered up as the sacrificial <laughs> guide. Uh, what have you got in store for us, mate? Um, so we'll be going through, um, we'll start off with their history, um, a brief sort of understanding of how they were founded, how they came about, um, to where they are now in the 40, uh, 40k universe. Um, and they'll sort of go across some of their most notable members, some of the most notable sort of crusades and bits and bobs they've been involved in. Um, and then just some, some interesting facts that I found about, about them and hopefully we'll titillate you all. Didn't you say you're just going to be reading their Wikipedia? Pretty much that, and then portions of Hellsridge. Awesome. Yeah, well, we all like Hellsridge. Um, cool. So stick around um, if you want to hear about some heretics getting absolutely smashed. Um, so without further delay, we'll dive straight in. And um, firstly, in May, we finally reached. Um, 1,000 followers on the Instagram, and to celebrate, we did a giveaway. Um, Tom kitbashed this dude for us, um, and we hosted a little, um, what was it? You did, Dave, a announcement for the winner, and um, here we go. Here he is. Um, apologies if I don't say it properly. Marishi Mutin um, won, and Tom, you got it sent out to him. Um, yeah, I sent it out to him. I think it was in Spain. Um, so, yeah, good to know we're uh, reaching someone on the continent. Uh, yeah, so I sent it out to him. Um, didn't take too long to get there, surprisingly, with everything that's going on. And then, of course, he uh, let us all know, tagged us all in these uh, in his post with the little iron and ceramite banner you can see there as well that he's done with the moon and everything. He looks awesome, though, doesn't he? He's done such a good job. Yeah, it's a, it's a great job, man. Yeah, very cool. And definitely appreciate the... Iron and Ceramite banner. Awesome. I, I thought it was, a, it was a great job. I also really like what looks like could be a freehand uh, knee pad uh, with a wolf on the uh, what would be left left kneecap. Mm-hmm. I thought it was, it, was, it was a nice touch. Very very well done. And for a detail, for a, like, I can't paint faces whatever at all. That is a really good job. Like, yeah. it really looks good. You can see his eyes as well. Like he's not yeah. like, just splodged. It, some I think my favourite part of all of it is just the, the way he's made the moon actually look like our logo. Mm. I think that looks really cool on the um, on the banner there. Yeah, yeah, nice. So, fantastic job. We couldn't have picked a better winner. Thank you very much. Um, cool. Awesome. So, moving on. Um, and, Tom, I think you've got the most. So, we're going to plough into what you've been up to. <clears throat> okay, cool. So, yeah, I've, I've got a few things to run through. So this is one of the finer things that I've done, I think. Um, it's an eBay rescue. 
So I paid £5.50 for this. Um, the, the original picture on eBay was one of the, I think, Glenn, you said they may be possible old Stern Guard veterans, maybe? Yeah, maybe. It was a bit hard to tell from... Potential. Uh, yeah. The, the, I don't even think it was the previous box, like, but the one way before. Hmm. They are cool. pretty models. But yeah, really nice models. Yeah, um, so they pictured them in the thing and didn't say on that it was an Emperor's Champion in there. So I looked through the pictures and the last picture was this Emperor's Champion all beaten up and smashed. So I ended up buying the little lot there that you can see on the, on the screen uh, for £5.50, which is pretty much nothing for a model. I think it was a, um, a, a, a White Dwarf giveaway or something like that, a, a limited edition Emperor's Champion of what I've done in research. But um, it's not the coolest looking model. I'm sure Dave will let me know. He's constantly said it's trash and outdated. So, <laughs> so because he's got the, the modern updated version of uh, the Empress Champion. But even, even the modern one is outdated, really. But yeah, no, yeah. I, I do like it. I think it is a cool miniature, but it's just it just looks so small. And it is. It's tiny. compared to a lot of the newer models. The poses. He looks like the Black Knight from Monty Python. Yeah, but, but, yeah. but five quid for a vintage miniature, like three yeah. vintage miniatures, like that's you know that's, that's, that's amazing. Like that's, well, that's I, history you're painting. I saw the the Empress Champion there. I looked up on eBay um, for not new ones, but stripped down pretty much perfect ones, and they was fifty quid. Yeah. So w- once I stripped that down, as you can see, it was <laughs> you pretty much your perfect. And then I, yes, Dave, thank you. you know, <laughs> considering what was it you wanted me to do? Replace the sword because the way he's standing with a massive rubber dick or something, or whatever you said. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. It would have looked much better your way, wouldn't it? Your Slaneshi way. (laughs) So um, anyway, yeah, I I stripped them down in methylated spirits and all three of them come up really nicely. So I was very happy with that. Mm -hmm. Cool. Um, There you go. So that's, there we go. You see the pose that Dave was talking about there. (laughs) Um, So that's the steps I went through. Obviously, there is first one where he's cleaned off. Second one, I've made my own base just out of two... um, uh, small bases uh, and some astro granite. It didn't come out very well, to be honest. So I covered it in grass and got and got away with it. Um, but yeah, it, it looked a bit too rough. That one didn't really take my time with it. But yeah, I was pretty happy with it. It was nice to paint a uh, black Templar. It's quite difficult painting painting black, especially over the undercoat I used, which was a um, bone white because I didn't have any any decent grey grey sea or anything like that. But yeah, pretty happy with that one. Is his is his shoulder is that? Oh, I was going to say, is that freehand or is that already imprinted on the shoulder plate? Yeah, yeah, it was like a, it was like a, a raised. Um, I can't remember what they're called, Dave. You can enlighten me. Paul draw. No, the um, like the logo. The the Templar. Paul draw. <laughs> like I'm not retarded. Okay. Well, sure <laughs> is. Cool. cool. Yeah, no, no, yeah. So it was a, a, a Maltese cross was raised, so it's pretty easy to do. Yeah, to be honest. Very nice. And, and if I remember from the Instagram, didn't you try something new with the lenses? Yeah, I just tried to, um, I suppose you could call it dry brush, but I painted in the eyes. Uh, and then I just, when I had, it was almost an accident at first because I went over the edge a little bit. and it, But it was quite dry on my brush and it looked quite cool. So I kept doing it around the outside of the lens to try and make it look like a glow. Mm. And it worked pretty well, to be honest. It's not perfect. Um, but yeah, I was quite happy with that. And I think I'm going to use that technique again on purpose next time. Happy accident. Exactly. Bob Ross. Bob Ross. It's, it's just nice to see a decently painted Black Templar from Orgrip. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. 
Well, Dave's on it. He's on it, hasn't he? With your hell wrecked. But... Cool. Uh, right, what else you got, Tom? What else are these? So I'll, I'll breeze through these. These are nothing special. They was the other two that came with it. As you can see, they stripped down nice. I've put a few bits on it. Just I'm probably not even going to use them, to be honest, in anything, unless I can find somewhere for them in the future. I'll probably paint them at some point. But, yeah, that's, uh, they're sort of nothing, really. It was just to get the Empress Champion with them. Cool. <clears throat> Moving on. So this was what I'd done before that. So it's, I, there's another eBay find. can't remember how much I paid for it. I think it was £6, which isn't too bad for a vintage 95 mini. Um, so this is Tigarius, I think you pronounce it, the Space Marine Chief Librarian, um, the old model, obviously. Um, so I bought him. I didn't have a power pack, but I put one of them on. And as you can see in the next picture, I painted, painted him up and I did made that. a base for him yep. as well. Uh, so this base went very well. I was really pleased with this one. This is how I wanted the Empress Champion ones, Empress Champions one to turn out. Because um, what I got, I got to dry brush this one and paint it properly, and it actually does look like sort of a nice little champion stand base. There you go. That's all the steps that I took and what I used to make it into that base. Put an orc head on there just because I had I have orc heads for some reason just laying around in my bits, bits box. So I used them. Yeah, I was very happy with the way it turned out. Just in case anyone says. His eyes are supposed to be white. I've had like four messages of people saying, oh, to put the eyes in, you need to do this and that. Like he's a librarian. It's power coming out of his eyes. That's the point of it. He doesn't need to have pupils, just in case anyone's thinking that. Mate, he looks great though. So what's, what's the blue? I put me on a spot now. Tal Talisar blue, I think it's called. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, the, the, the contrast paint, Talisar blue. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean... Right. It was, it was a strange mix, what I went through with him, really. I mean, Originally, I sprayed him silver, so I wanted his armour to look like glistening sort of blue, uh, like a librarian blue. Put the Talisar contrast over it. It looked really cool, but then I started sort of, um, I've got that, you know, that stuff I use for my power swords, that like electric blue silver colour. Started putting bits of that on edge highlighting, and I thought it looked pretty cool, so I started filling in the panels with that and just leaving the Talisar blue around the outside. So it created sort of like a two-tone blue all over him almost like he's a little bit shimmering with power so yeah i left it like that i was pretty pretty happy but then i washed the whole thing in abrax and ruined it a little bit but i took off a little bit of the shine but yeah i'm pretty happy with the way it turned out in the end still i think um the colors still pop out where they need to i don't like even if you put abrax over it I, I, even if it looks duller than what it was i think it's still all the colors pop out where they should yeah i got, I got a little bit lucky because um i went over i dry brushed the um, green cloth as well with moot green so that over the top of the agrax so that stands out a little bit and i put a little bit more of the blue on the armor in the high raised places just because to stop it looking too dark no i like it mate uh, thank right, you john one for you so this is my i think this is yeah what i painted yesterday my death guard intercessors which i used for the first time today i'm sure you remind me of that later on at some point john they got absolutely obliterated Full, uh, actually, no, I will say this. At one point, I have to get this off my chest. 48 attacks with these guys against one unit. They scored three wounds. Three. But yeah, I, I really enjoyed painting them. Um, it's the first time I've painted Death Company from all, of all of my Blood Angels. And they turned out okay. They tabletop standard, to be honest. But I did try a little bit of uh, detail work on the guy's intercom system with the power sword. It's, it's a bit of a blurry photo. But yeah, it came out all right, I think. Yeah. I, I I really liked it. I like it. again if you go back to one of the picture for the squad, your um like your blade blue, I'm gonna call it the blue that you put on all yeah. the blades, that mix. Re I really like it. 
yeah, cheers, man. Homemade blue still, Tom. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I'm not really sure if it's homemade, but yeah, it's mixed together um, by myself. I think it was Magic Blue, Vallejo Magic Blue, and Vallejo Silver, just the regular silver mixed together, and with Flow Aid added to it into a dropper part. And uh, yeah, it works really nicely. It does have a little bit of a shimmer when you see it in person um, from the silver. Yeah, so. Especially when they're getting absolutely destroyed by Blight Haulers. They look great. Well, to be fair, the Blight Haulers didn't do, took quite a long time to kill them. I just couldn't do anything with my, with my attacks. <laughs> so they just sat there for ages. Well, well, they died. That's all that matters. They, they did die. You're <laughs> correct. Yeah. Thank you, John. <laughs> and then this one. <laughs> So this is, um, I bought Reavers, uh, a 10-man squad of Reavers, ages ago, because I think they look cool. Unfortunately, I've got, I haven't really got anywhere in my army for them. I don't really think they're cool enough for me to use as elite units. I've got so many other elites that I prefer. So I wondered what to do with them. So I split them into two squads of five, um, and I'm going to do a diorama with this one. As you can see, they've all been set up in a certain pose on that base. I think it's a, a night base or something like that. Originally, that's what that would be used for. Imperial Knight, but I put them on it, and as you can see, a couple of them are firing up to the rafters somewhere, and the other guys are looking around, just um, spotting the area. So yeah, I'll paint all that up, and uh, just for a little side thing to do, really, a little bit of a project. That's good, mate. You maybe you could wait, uh, see if a um, little competition pops up on like, Instagram. I was thinking, works. yeah, it might be a, a bit of a laugh on it to enter, maybe if I can be bothered to paint it well. I'm sure I will. Uh, and moving on, yep, this is my other half of the Reavers, which I need, to be honest, I needed troops. I'm very short of troops at the moment. I've only got my um, Assault Intercessors and some Tactical Squad, I think, Firstborn Tactical Squad, but they're not painted, uh, like half of my army, really. Um, but I, I turned these Reavers into Incursors. Um, uh, actually, Glenn gave me the tip for that. Um, so as you can see, I've given them the, the carbine bolters and put the uh, scopes on them so they look like that the little things they all have on their backpacks and they have paired combat blades i think um the incursors so i've, gi I've given them all a blade in their hand as the reavers would have anyway so yeah i think i can use them safely it's all games workshop bits they they've all got the exact um, weapons they should have now or, or they look like that so yeah i'm going to use them as incursors if i can okay another kit bash gone mad really um bash the base there as you can see more orc bits just uh, all over the place uh, and it's head Another orc head, yeah. I'm <laughs> slowly running out of orc heads, uh, but eventually they'll uh, they'll all be gone. But not just yet. Still got a few more. Um, so this cat, give I good head. Uh, sorry. I said, do orcs give good head? Well, what do you think? Looking at that, <laughs> I think it would hurt. <laughs> Look at his teeth. <laughs> He's all teeth. Oh, sorry. Yeah. So I needed a captain with a power sword because Dave's got a terminator captain. Um, I think he uses it. Do you use a relic blade with yours, Dave, or just a regular power sword? Uh, depends on how many points you've got left. Yeah, cool. And I thought I thought you looked pretty cool, so I thought I want, I'd have one of them. So that's pretty much the only reason I uh, did this guy. Cool. Um, and then this one. I think this is your last one. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I think I was having a stroke to be honest when this when, when I come up with this. I just I was, I was really bored. Um, I put together a thirty k marine. Um, well, everything was 30k parts apart from the backpack, which doesn't really matter. Uh, I painted them up because I wanted to try it. This Nasdaq yellow, it's called. It's almost like a yellowy brown contrast. That's the contrast paint, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, because I've seen people using it who use it on tutorials as gold, and it sometimes looks like gold. It doesn't at all. Well, at least when I used no. it, I sh shook it as much as I could, 
and it just looks like brown, pretty much. It brown and yellow. I, I use it as like a, I use it as a dirty yeah. yellow, so like a battle worn yellow. That's exactly it, mate, and it's exactly what it turned out like for mine. Very battle worn sort of look to it, and I don't know how these guys were getting it to look yellow. Maybe they're putting something on underneath. I don't know, but it looked like they was using a regular primer, but. Uh, yeah, I wasn't happy with it, so I just chucked blood all over him and put a couple of gouges, gouges in his chest. And, uh, yeah, just, I don't know, really. Ready to fry in a bin, really, to, to be honest. It's not, it's not my best work. I, I was going to say, I reckon if you if you took a run, like, at the, uh, like, a Space Hulk box set, hmm. you'd, 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 you'd have a great time because it's just blood angels and gene stealers and this sort of stuff that'd be all yeah, over. Yeah, I, I would love that. Um, I did actually, yeah, I didn't send a picture in for that, but I did put him, or kit bashed him holding a gene stealer by the towel, which didn't really come out well and it looked a bit crap. So, so I thought I'd just leave it at that. I won't put that picture in. Cool. Uh, right, yes, so I think that's me done. That's you done. Um, Apart from, I was just going to mention, there's no pictures of it because I didn't really want to bother you too much um, yesterday, my John. Um, but um, I've also made some Def Company with uh, jump packs as well. Um, the original Def Company Marines that I upgraded into Primaris Marines. Of course, they can't be used as Primaris, but they still they look the part. So I used them today, and they're another group that got wiped off the table, <laughs> wiped off the table pretty quick. Mm. So yeah, that's me done really. You, you're going to paint them? I am, yeah. But just yeah. Sim- more, not. I'm not happy with them. I hate what happened to them today. But they, the them ones look really cool. I love the poses that I've put with them. They've come out really well. So just for the fact of I like the look of them, I'll definitely be painting them. Yeah. Oh, well, at least like, we'll pop them up on maybe the next episode or whenever you get around to it. Yeah, cool. Cool. Um, right. Uh, Shane, you're next, mate. I don't think there's much much for me to cover off. It's just finishing the, finishing the Rhino. Um, it, took, it took ages. Um, mainly because I started with Contrast, which was a nightmare. Um, streaky, horrible finish. So then uh, went back and was like, okay, what what base should I use? What what proper proper paint can I put on it? And uh, found the Fang, which is what this blue color is. Um, so started with the Fang. I repainted the entire model, edged highlight with Fenrisian um, gray, I think it was, and then used uh, you know various bits and pieces from other Space Wolf kits to to put on some detail. So the wolf heads and the uh, storm shields on the side. And then um, on on this at the moment is the uh, the the dual bolter as well as the uh, the missile, and again with the uh, the marine on top, which is a standard tech marine. Um, I just put on a space wolf uh, shoulder pad, and then a space wolf head, and that's it. So hopefully it gives it a bit more of a space wolf flavour, as it were. Yeah. But it, it's taken me a long time to get it done. I can hear the pain in your voice just talking oh, about it now. <laughs> I just, like, I'm looking at it. It's on my desk next to me, and it's like I'm glad I've got it done and it's there. But yeah, it was it was no it was no fun. <laughs> the- I'm not gonna lie, I because of the the color in the picture to me, I thought, oh, he's done an ultramarines right yeah. now. It looks really blue, but whenever you say it, the fine, it's like yeah, that's not the color of the fine. It, it, that, it, it's, it's photographed really, really differently. When I, when I was painting it, uh, it was, as I got the uh, the, the colour, like, and I was like, oh, because I was looking on Games Workshop, and it was like, right, well, you have uh, Battle Ready, which is uh, a lot of the Fenrisian and um, Lehman Rust colours. It said Parade Ready, you should use the Fang. And I was like, okay, well, the Fang is also the only uh, Space Wolf <laughs> base colour. 
all of the others are let. So I was like, all right, we'll mm. give it a go and I'll paint it on. And it it goes on fine, which is great, but it is very dark in comparison to like other Space Wolf colours. So it has come yeah. out, as I said, really blue. Not ultramarine blue, but still closer to that than to the Space Wolf grey that you would expect. Yeah. So, as I said, I, I've done it. I don't know whether, like, now that I've done it, as I said, next unit, I think I'm going to paint is going to be the wolf, Wolfen, and I'll probably go back to uh, Russ Grey and Fenrisian Grey and just double coat it rather than start with uh, the Fang. Um, if, if, if I had more time and uh, expertise, I'd probably go back to this one and, and layer up with uh, Fenrisian grey, but it would just it would probably just look like a child splodged it with uh, lighter coloured paint, so I'm not going to bother. I'm like, okay, that's good enough. So that's that's where I've got to with it. But because no, it's it also, I was, was going to say, because it's a Rhino chassis, I'm also painting the um, Razorback variants, and uh, they're also in the same colour, and I'm like, it's still, it's still looking very blue rather than Space Wolvie. I noticed the blank parchment on the door there. Are you going to try your hand at naming it? Well, so I, I have on uh, Bjorn the Fell Handed. I've, I've mm. done it with a very fine tip pen and that worked really well. And uh, with uh, my rogue trader, Lehman Russ, I, I, I've done it as well and that, that works fine. So I might do, I just don't know what to write on it. That's that's the thing. It's like, it's, uh... it's got to be something appropriate, but nothing too wordy and also it's got to be done in some sort of uh runic what about rune, pain runic words so pain because yeah. that's what you felt when you were painting it maybe maybe that maybe i'll look up the norwegian or swedish for pain and try and write <laughs> that out <laughs> my vote is for party boss party if all party <laughs> the bus. party bus, party bus. Party bus. <laughs> the scooby-doo shagging wagon maybe that maybe that'd be the way to go but as i said it it, it came out right in the end it just took a long time a longer time than I wanted, would have wanted to get there. Mm-hmm. And then otherwise, I, I don't think there's anything else picture-wise for hobbies. It's just uh, mm-hmm. today I've, I've been going through a load of uh, terrain and, and I'm just going for a spray and pray approach. So I've just sprayed a load of it and hopefully that will, that will do the job. Nowhere near as detailed as, as your terrain, Dave, um, but hopefully good enough for tabletop. Um, don't give them another reason to be smug. <laughs> and then uh well i suppose it would have been <laughs> podcast is uh obviously john and, and yourself tom had a had a battle today but uh no we didn't no couple, we didn't i don't know what you're talking about i don't know what i'm talking about a couple of weeks ago myself and john had uh the death guard versus the wolves space war no, i don't i don't remember it mate at all but it i enjoyed it <laughs> <laughs> yeah but, uh yeah it was good though because so i mean we since the last pod, a few of us uh, managed to get together and all have a few games. But like, change come our mind. We actually played objectives for the first time. Yeah, my, my first time, um, and you <laughs> destroyed me. Like, absolutely cleared the board. I I had no idea how effective uh, Bjorn Bjorn the Fell Handed, the old Space Wars Dreadnought, was going to be. But he's uh, he's he's pretty punchy. Yeah. Uh, he, he definitely did a job. So. He he's not just punchy. He went from unit to unit and just pushed him out of the way. It was ridiculous. And yeah. I, I, everything I thought, I'll get some wounds on him. Mm-hmm. Here, I mean, I got him down to 
low, didn't I? Yeah, um, no, you did. Like your um, what was it? Your your uh, drone exploded yeah. after being yeah. smashed, and I was like, okay, this is trouble. And then your terminates charged in. Yeah. Um, and he oh. just he just killed them all. They, I mean, <laughs> I, I'm I've been quite smug with my terminators of of late, and yeah, I, I almost threw them away. In, in strange after that happened. I, I thought I thought he was dead. When you charged yeah. in, I was like, and it was it was luck of the roll, right? His invulnerable came up, and yeah, and he got to hit back, and it was just like, you know, that was it. But yeah, but then I think as well, I mean, I was saying to Tom earlier, there was a part of a me not quite getting the grips of how the objectives work, and then not thinking about it. So like, a I got definitely got outplayed um, for a start, a, and you had some. Amazing dice rolls. Apart I from did. your Vindicare, your Vindicare. <laughs> <laughs> I did. The Vindicar assassin just did, like, well, for the first two turns, he did nothing. He totally whiffed, didn't get any shots off. And then <laughs> on the third turn, he just kept hitting your Lord of Contagion. So he took like four or five wounds off of him, yeah. which was amazing. And then the other thing was that, like, you know, Glenn would know that there's the, the old rule of the. Uh, Distraction Khan effects, or whatever, whatever it used to be called. I did same, shoot me. Yeah, I, I did yeah. the same thing with my Wolfguard Terminators when I dropped them in behind you, knowing that you would just go to them and yeah. deal with that. And that's this, beyond to just wipe the board. This is a move that Dave's got me with every time he drops in his, his stuff behind me, and it's happened to me twice. And then when, even happened to, to me when you did it. I'm just never ready for it. I just don't expect it to happen. <laughs> Even when we're, we're setting up and I see the stuff games and you're like, yeah, this is the teleport stuff for later. And I just move everything up as far as I can. And then I'm like, oh, he's dropped in the army. I wasn't expecting that again. And then I think as well, I sent that, because it's the first and only time I've used my bloat drone. And I got a bit carried away and I pushed him as far up as I could. And he just, he just got destroyed. And that was my heavy firepower gone from there. He did explode. Which is, is, you know, that, you know that, that took a couple of wounds off. But yeah. 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 And then I think I panicked and tried to spread myself out on objectives and you just you just cleared me off the board. So but it was good, though. I learned a lot. Learned that I don't like playing against you anymore. Well, we've got we've got the Necron. We've got a Necron battle coming up and that will be a very different game because yeah. I don't really know how to play Necron because they're my new army. Yeah. And they play very differently to the Space Wolves, so I, I think that will be that will be interesting. Yeah, I'm hoping my luck from today sticks with me for the weekend, and uh, I, I can get some sort of revenge against you. I I, I have no doubt. I, yeah. um, I I think the Necron list is is a much easier list to go against. Yeah, I'm setting up. I'm trying to arrange a game with you as well, Glenn. So when we sort it out, do you know what army you're going to take? Uh, I might take. My ad mech, yeah. potentially, um, but I'm just sitting thinking: Am I the only one that hasn't actually won a game yet? Yeah, so yeah. I, we only played two, didn't you? Yeah, but you know, I've I've been doing this hobby for twenty goddamn years. I should have won at least one of them against two people oh. that have played a combined total of maybe five fucking games between them. <laughs> I've, I've I've only played once, and you were probably going easy, Glenn. Whereas I, you know, didn't. Didn't didn't give didn't give John any chance. I was like, right, this is it. He um, keeps winning with the Death Guard. We've got to take him down. And I will say, yeah. you, you turned up 
in my house, very business-like. We set up. There was no sort of chit-chat, and you just you basically just destroyed me in front of my wife, and then walks out of my house with a big grin on your face. Cockold. And then cock-old, I, I had to sleep on. I had to sleep on the set that night. She wouldn't let me upstairs. I am um, honestly Shane. Right when John come round, I was trying to get a few hints on how I can beat him. I went. So how did Shane wipe off the table like that? What happened? And he just literally had like a blank stare across his face. It's like, I don't remember any of it. I don't remember anything. <laughs> I, just, <laughs> I, just, I, went, I went and cried in his kitchen for 10 minutes. <laughs> I, I thought we started the game quite well. Like I, I was, you know, following, I was like, explained all of my strategies, what units did what. It doesn't make and any it, sense to me. It just goes over my head. You know, and you, you just speak with such confidence. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> my kids keep saying, when's Shane coming back? When's Shane coming back? Because he knew what he was doing. Yeah. The teachers have to play. Oh. What was it? Your, your missus said, John, that she finds it interesting until she said she did. She's like, oh, it's all interesting until you start playing and get all the books out. <laughs> and then it seems more like work than play. Um, and then, well, we might as well while we're on games. Obviously, like today, Tom, like yeah. what happened to me with Shane happened to you, I guess. Yeah, and the worst thing is, it's twice in a row I don't know if anyone follows us on Instagram who's watching this but myself and Dave had a match a little while ago last week whatever it was and literally my roles were terrible Dave played better as well his tactics were more sound so he probably would have won anyway but I got decimated in that one and this this time was even worse if that was possible it, then yeah it was even worse I think I made probably 25 to 30% of what I needed to and I think John was probably 80, 80% maybe something like that Dave was horrific. Last night. But... Obviously, what we always do is is we're saying, right, we're going to play this game, and then whenever <laughs> we're both ready, we put our list into the group for everyone to look at. And Dave texted me literally last night, went, Tom's going to destroy you. He's got some tricks up his sleeve. And then I didn't have any. I just texted him back, like, yeah, I've got my own tricks. And I was like, fuck, I'm going to get absolutely ruined. And I well, was dreading playing today. Well, my well, you saw you saw what my trick up my sleeve was. Yeah, so Luke. I needed I needed it to work. I needed to get the first. Um, I needed to get the first go, which I did. We rolled off for it. I won. I elected to go first. I, in my mind, I was going to use my um, Death Guard Marines with the jump packs. Uh, I was going to use a CP on Forlorn Fury, which allows me to move twelve inches up the table, and then I get another twelve inches for my move, and then I'm in distance to charge, which I did, and I got in with them on the first turn. Bang! Straight into your Plague Marines, and they just didn't do anything they got some poor rolls I mean they did they killed a couple of pox walkers and a couple of plague marines in that little battle but more or less they was wiped out in the next turn wasn't they after yeah, that the, yeah in your next turn and what, then after what, after that what unit did you charge um only plague marines that was it oh, okay. well, plague marines. the pox walkers were right there as well though weren't they so, so yeah so they ended up charging in in John's turn and then it was a bit of a free-for-all with them three um yeah, so that, that, that unit as a whole, I mean, four had power swords and one had an Astartes chain sword. And also, obviously, I've got had red first. Um, I had um, my chapter, um, Blood Angels chapter traits and everything in play. And I just, I was getting so many attacks, but I just wasn't making any of them, unfortunately. Yeah. And I went down bad. He was crying like, he, he was just like laying it because he was like, right, well, they get, I can't remember exactly, like they get three attacks each. Plus, they'll get an extra attack because of this. They'll get an extra attack because they charge. They'll get an extra attack because of this thing. So he's throwing, like, upwards of 20 dice at me. <laughs> and then he's just like, throw, right, take half of them off. 
throw again, take half of them off. And I'm like, oh, throw. And saving more than half. And you just see that Tom, Tom kept saying, I'm going to throw myself off a cliff in there. I was like, oh, <laughs> if you don't turn up at eight o'clock, I might be calling the police to go find him. And then... Now, um, I was yeah. going to say game-wise, because... I, sorry, I know we've gone hobby roundup and this is totally uh, tangent now. Uh, Dave, you also played John Stefgard with your Templars, right? Yeah. We've had two, haven't we? We've had a couple of games. So the first game wasn't very good. Was the second game, I was definitely winning. Yeah. Um, and I thought, I, I just sort of, I don't know if it was just a bit of luck, but I did feel a bit, a bit more on top of that game. And then he decided that he was going to go away for the weekend. So <laughs> we had to stop the game when he was losing. <laughs> Tactical so, retreat. I mean, that, that, that first game was good. But, I mean, it was very much the same with when, like when I was playing, so you you was just at, like you used your black dice, which was supposed to be your your rig dice, and they just backfired in your face, didn't they? Uh, yeah. But that second game is a shame because we threw it together last minute. But yeah, I was going away, so we had to cut it short. I think halfway through round two. Um, and I yeah, did, such a shame. I just did, I took out his fake marines and terminators. <laughs> you can't count it as a win, but I would say it wasn't looking good for me if we'd carried on a bit further. No, so you still had your flight holders, and they've been. Yeah, they've been really good for you. So yeah. you just don't know. I think the Death Guard. I just think are such a tough list, especially when you get in close with them, and you take out um, like the uh, the toughness of your own units. Is yeah. I think it's just difficult to go against them. But it's like so. Um, the other thing is like when I've played, apart from Tom, unfortunately for you, Tom, like today's the first day where I've paid. Like I've actually done a little bit of pre-planning. I got all my. Um, strategy cards out and actually looked at them, took out the ones that didn't apply. So I just had a plan in my mind for one. So like, there's one where I can um, for, for one of my main um, Def Card company where if you get it for a CP, you can actually take two inches off of their charge. So that sort of helped me twice. I threw that down, um, and it just sort of stopped Tom from getting certain units in that might have done a bit more damage. I think that made a massive difference because, as I, as I alluded to before, I've not got many troops. So, really, the only troops I can use that I feel comfortable using are my assault intercessors. Yeah. And they've only got two wounds each. And when, with your whatever that, that thing is that um, lowers my toughness and all that, they just wouldn't have done anything. So, yeah. I had to go for my um, Vanguard detachment, which obviously lowered my CP right down. And obviously, John, using the patrol detachment, wasn't it? You still had quite a few of yours left. Yeah. So I think that did definitely make a difference. You could um, pick things that are from your stratagems. Yeah. And then the only other thing really to cover, one that I was really excited to use, I, I didn't get to use it against Dave, is one where um, you can roll seven dice and then... I hate uh, this because, like, yeah. let me just say, right... It's just the pot one. Yeah, I love yeah. that card. I had one guy left, Sanguinary Ancient, and I, just, I was kept going to John, let me go out in style, it's fine, I'll go out in style. And he had to use that, didn't he, to take them all back again around me. <laughs> I mean, the game was over, but yeah, it was quite funny, actually. I had, I had two squads of 14 Poxmokers. He killed one squad fairly quickly, but the other one, yeah, they, I charged him into that Ancient just because I wanted to tie him up. And then he killed mm. seven of them, so I, I popped that out and bought six back. And you can bring up to seven back, so I was quite chuffed with that. Um, and then we just, I mean, we sort of stopped the game, I think, what, the end of round four. But I think we went four turns until we actually finally killed him. Just rolling dice at each other, just to yeah, see he's, how he's, he, he, I know he saves with two plus, plus two or two yeah. plus, but um, he must have saved about thirty. And it was when I didn't need any of the rolls, I was getting everything at the end of the game. Literally everything he was saving. Uh, it took quite a while, but yeah. 
That was good. Uh, I look forward to more games. Unless anyone, you, you and Dave, want to cover any specific things from your two games? I don't think I want to embarrass them anymore. <laughs> cool. All no, right. yeah, that, that, that was another bad one, uh, role-wise. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, the last roles in that game were so, the worst I've ever seen. Yeah. It was and today bad. was worse, believe me. And it stopped, it stopped being funny after a while and just got a bit painful. <laughs> Uh, but the good thing, the good thing about that is, though, halfway through, when you know you're losing that bad, you sort of go, huh, I don't care anymore," and yeah. you just sort of relax into it a bit more. Yeah. yeah. But you've bought you've bought uh, new dice now, haven't you? So that's going to solve all your more, yet more dice. My full set of uh, dice, which are Lord of the Rings blue ones now, with the Minas Tirith tree on. So nothing to do with Warhammer. I've washed <laughs> my hands of it. <laughs> Back into oh. fantasy. That, that's yeah. the way to go. That's it. <laughs> Cool. Right. So games aside, um, right. So from one rhino to a chaos rhino, here's my uh, attempt of a nerdy one. Uh, I'm fairly happy with it. I mean, it's a lot of green, isn't it? A lot of green, a lot of, lot of uh, flat space to cover. But I the think, good thing, of, sorry. I was going to say, probably the same as you. The good thing I can do is I can just sort of make it dirty. Um, and it sort <laughs> of co- covers up some of the plane. Well, I was actually going to say, I mean, at least with you, because obviously you've got quite a lot of free free rain. I've seen quite a lot of people use like green stuff and that on this type of thing to make them look, you know, tentacles and things like yeah. that, whatever else. So you could potentially do that in the future if you ever got better at things like that. I probably will, um, because before I was looking at buying some green stuff. Um, but I mean, obviously mid lockdown was when I was thinking about it and it didn't seem like it was the stuff that I wanted to get the molds and stuff and some of the bits just weren't available within a decent time frame so I didn't but yeah I'll probably go back to it and I mean I can always add more to it it's not going to hurt that model is it It can only improve to be fair even with chaos stuff especially Nurgle stuff all you're going to do is to take a few hacks at it with something and go to town on it with like Nurgle's rot yeah Mm. so it looks like it's weeping sort of pus from some big old gouge in it or even just have it coming from any of the sort of cracks and seams yeah because i did i did give i did give it to you built so it's probably built quite shoddily as well so it's probably a few oh it was okay it was all right i mean the the one thing is i was like i don't like painting built models so i did find it a bit tricky with some of the bits that i probably would have done before gluing them on but really it wasn't too bad um it's a box it's not like there's an arm coming over and a cape and it's, it's a but, rectangular box yeah no, it's not that the, difficult to get around the spikes and stuff i just like i just like to do them individually and put them on it's just the way i do it Jesus. the one thing I, I did like with it was the um uh, havoc launcher i was quite happy with how that came out because it's got like a dirty rusty look and the nurgles rot inside the the tubes is settled quite well so it looks like a face full of that would uh, wreck your day yeah um, and then another model that you gave to me was what I was searching for all along, my malignant plague caster. Um, and then the base is something that Tom gave me already done. So I can't take credit for the base, but I do like it's, the way that it is. Yeah, it's not, I like the way you've done the effects on the What is that he's shooting? Uh, some sort of plague cloud. Like plague is. Yeah, basically. <laughs> <laughs> He's like Spider Man, but uh, you really, you really don't want to face that web. Yeah, yeah, he's blowing a nice little kiss as well. No, it is good. I do, I do like this model. Yeah, he's 
uh, pretty much contrast as well. Um, how, how did you get on with the contrast? Because I know <clears throat> you, you started off um, slightly unsure of it. How did you find it? Yeah, you now you've so got it. now I'm enjoying it because now once you figure out how to work it, because before I think, what was it, where it was just sort of pooling, where I didn't want it to pull. Obviously, it's quite thick, so you can get it. If you start, like for me, I start in like the crevices where I want it to be darker and then push it out and that yeah. reds, and that's where the colour comes in. So like the blue, I can't remember what it's called, but that's a contrast. Um, and I, I was quite happy with how that came out. Um, and like his staff, I think, looks better than some of the other things that I've done. And his, and then all of his little horns and spikes poking out. What was the staff? Snake bite lever? Uh, might or... be Wildwood. What's his uh, the purpley cape? Do you remember what you used for that? Purpley cape. Uh, I can't off the top of my head. No, it just looks good. Uh, I was just going to say, very nice work. That might not be contrast, but I used um, Drushi violet shade over it. Yeah, yeah. So I was quite happy with how he came out actually. Um, quite happy with that one. Um, and then the other thing I did was a batch of 10 pox walkers. Um, and that was almost entirely contrast paints, um, apart from some of their clothing. Um, these the maximum improvements. I was going to say, these are the ones where you did a few of them on your Insta, where it was before, like, first versus later. Yeah, so exactly the same one. So these ones here. So yeah, that's it. Just, I didn't, I haven't, don't worry, I haven't put all 10 of them up here. Um, they're on my Instagram. <clears> so this is just an example of the befores <clears> and afters. Um, Massive improvement and, there, I think. Really and, is, isn't it? Yeah, and even like the ones on, so the ones on the left are like the older ones, but they're not even my first one. So when I put them up against ones I did before, like it's almost, but I haven't got triples of them, so it's almost three times improvement because the first ones I've done are very blobby, and when I did these ones on the left, I was well happy with how they turned out, and now I've used contrast mostly for these dudes, and I'm obviously like even more happy. I was, I was um, going to say, it, it kind of comes back to what, Glenn, you said, I think maybe in the last pod, is that uh, contrast being really good for organics, and obviously these guys are very, very organic. Yeah. Mm. It, does look, it does look really, really good, I must admit. I really like that. I just uh, tried a green contrast for that dude on the top. I was quite happy with how he turned out, so I think my next batch of 10, most of them will probably be a bit green. Um, yeah. Um, you get more pox walkers. I've got another sprue of ten from Glenn sat on the shelf. So, and and I did these uh, over a couple of days, like before and after work. I just did one at a time or two at a time. So, um, I've got some marines that are already sprayed that I want to get done, and I've got another um, noxious blight bringer. So I'm going to try something different with him. I'm pretty, I'm pretty uh, sure pox walkers are uh, objective secured as well, so they're they're good for uh, objective gaming. Yeah, well, we'll find out on Sunday. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, so again, like, thank you, Glenn, for all the models. I've enjoyed painting this lot. Uh, no problem. Cool. Uh, David, these so, aren't these aren't black and white. What's happened? They're not. They are my uh, kit bashed um, objective markers. They've been sitting on my shelf, sprayed for months and months, and. I was just sort of a bit of a loss about what to paint. I've got so much that needs painting. I just sort of put it all out on my table and just looked at it for about three days and then well, bollocks, I'm just going to do this. So I went with Crimson Fists um, for the Dreadnought and the um, 
the sergeant there. So, um, yeah, I'm quite happy with that. Came out. They're not perfect, but they look pretty good on the board. Um, it was quite nice doing something other than just black and white. Um, I did try and freehand the um, Crimson Fist um, symbol there as well. I don't know if, did I send you the other pictures where it's a bit more close up? I'm not sure. Uh, um, I don't know. I don't probably not. Um, but it's on my Instagram. If you check out my Instagram, then there's a couple of pictures that are, they're a bit closer up. And yeah, so they'll, they'll look all right on the board just as uh, objectives. What's, oh. Dave, what's the thing on the top right? Is that the um, little teleport thing from the terminal? Yeah, or? yeah just teleport home and a couple of the bits that, that look like they would just look all right with that. This, yeah. yeah, no, it looks cool. Cool. And finally, finished first five intercessors. Um, similar to you, a lot of this was contrast. So obviously, uh, Black Templar contrast. Um, and then this is very sort of basic tabletop. I lost the will to live doing these. Um, I'm really struggling with my batch painting at the moment. So I'm glad they're done. Um, but I did end up playing a couple of games with them not being fully painted, which I always said I sort of wouldn't do. But I may have opened a bit of a Pandora's box with that one because I've got so much stuff I want to use that's not painted. I might just start doing a Tom and get it all out and just, just use it unpainted. Paint a little bit of black on it so you can tell the difference. And then, yeah. Is that is that one or two coats of uh, one, Templar? Just, just, one, just okay. one thick coat. <laughs> yeah, I like them. Yeah, no, no, it, it looks good. Yeah, they look good. That's the thing. They, they look good enough tabletop. And I think that a lot of my troops now are just going to be like this. And I will take a bit more time with the characters, try to do the edge highlighting yeah. on, um, on characters, but just leave the troops, not even try edge highlighting, because the suppressors that were shown on the last pod, I keep looking at them and just... I hate the edge highlighting on it, it's just too thick. So until I get some better brushes, I think I'll just leave it like this. Yeah, I, I haven't done any edge highlighting. I was going to, I started doing it on the Rhino and I think I did one line on the back and I was just like, I'm not confident enough with this. I'm not doing it. And I, and I stopped almost immediately. But I like these, man. I think they look really good. I've, I like the way the contrast, like they, they look like they've got a shine on them, which is really yeah. cool. I've got to say, I prefer them over any of the ones you've edge highlighted, Dave. Not just the suppressors, any of them. I think they do look really uniform and uh, in good keeping, to be honest. What a backhanded compliment that is. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> no, honestly, generally, I think they, are, they do look good, man. This is I the least. I'll try the least. <laughs> the least amount of effort. And then these are my eradicators. Um, after getting spanked by John, and his ridic and ridiculously tough death guard. I thought I needed some uh, some units that could take out the tougher units. So these are these uh, my eradicators that are built, um, and they will just sit in the pile ready to be painted for months and months, probably. And they've got five toughness <laughs> as well, haven't they? Yeah, they've got the gravis armor. So. Weight, weight of fire against Death Guard, though. You want, you want lots of bolters. You need your intercessors. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I've still got another 15 when you're doing, so. <laughs> uh, and then this is the last one from you, Dave. Yeah, so this is my um, Hellbrecht um, work in progress. Obviously, I've been doing a lot of research into Black Templars recently. He's been built for months again. Um, 
and I've been waiting and waiting until I sort of improve a bit to do him, but I thought <laughs> bollocks, I'm just gonna go with it. So he's only a work in progress. But um I'm quite happy with how he's coming out so far. Um so this is base and a wash, um, and then there'll be some layering coming. Um and then obviously the base. But yeah, I think it's so far so good on him, I'm quite happy. What when you say layer so what's left to do with the layering? So all the chains I'm gonna do some layer on there. I've got some um silver, um some red, some black sort of um highlights to do as well. Um and then obviously like the um I don't know if you can see the scroll for his purity seals. Um I'll try and put something on them as well. Um but yeah, other than that, he is he is quite quite close to being done. I'm not gonna go crazy with him, I don't think. Mm. Where did oh, you get the reference of what he looks like to paint from the colour wise? Because I haven't really seen him in any anywhere apart from Hell's Reach, yeah. which is black and white. Yeah, so I googled it. I looked on the box the box um when you get him, you got the art as well, but he's wearing black in that. Um so I, I don't know if you remember Michael Maldis, he's got the um sort of beigey, dirty tabard that I've done with Hellbreak as well. Mm. Um so it's not quite the same as Box art, um, but I think he looks a bit brighter and makes him stand out a bit more compared to because when you turn that around, his, his cape's completely black. So I just think if he'd done black on the front, it would just look like the rest of the army. I want him to stand yeah. out and a bit more. So. Nice. Does he have his own? Oh, I was going to say, does he have his own data sheet? I don't like. As yeah. Said, well, maybe we'll come into that with the uh, the Templar bit in a minute. Um, probably not with the data sheet, but yeah, he does have his own. <laughs> yeah. Quick, add that to your notes. <laughs> Sorry? I said add it to your notes just in case you run out. <laughs> cool. Right. Um, and normally we end our hobby roundup, but someone <laughs> has actually done something. <gasps> yes. So I had a little bit of a mad building session. As you can see, some of, it, some of it has got to uh, a spray and wash stage then the spray ran out and then my enthusiasm just went <laughs> again so <laughs> uh, until i went and bought more spray and i just not got around to finishing it so that is the contents of the forge bean box the old start collecting admec box and the new combat patrol admec box minus a another june strider so have you have you got the have you got the codex? Yes. Nice. Yes. It's it's quite a complex army. It is, yes. Uh and you know, you look across most lists and you go, ah, Bolter, yeah, I know what that does. Ah, yeah, Melting Gun, I know what that does. Ah, the trans something I have no idea how to even pronounce that I have no idea what that is so yeah I've spent quite a bit of time going through sort of all of the various um, units and weapons that people can be equipped with so yeah I'm sort of slowly familiarising myself with them Do you know which um, what what do they call it the uh, Mechanicus I don't. Not I don't know which which forge. Like I don't. Or, not which, yeah, that's not sure forefront. which one I'm going to run with. I think I will be. I'm not going to paint them like any of the specific ones because I have a paint scheme in mind. But um, 
it's the same as the Space Brain chapters. You can take like a yeah. a successor Forge world as such and use sort of pre-existing ones, take, or you can make your yeah. own out of sort of. You you can take what is it the the Mars ones or Metallica or yeah. whatever else it is. Yeah, as long as it's yeah. Yeah. yeah, and it's not like there's a lot of named characters that are Forge World specific. You've only got. It's only. Is it Cole? Yeah, he's name? he's Cole? the only one, and I think he's more specific off the top of my head, which would make sense. But yeah, yeah everybody else is just a generic bloke. How so, many yeah. points do you reckon you've got set there? Do you know? Uh, I did point it up, and I can't remember. Um, awesome. <laughs> so there's probably. Well, I, was gonna I, say, I think it's in the region of like about 1500 ish. The, the combat patrol boxes are 500 off the, off the bat, aren't they? That's, that's yeah. what they're designed to be. Because <clears throat> I've, the, I've got a Space Wars one, and that's 500 off the bat. Yeah. I mean, like, there's two, two tech priests, two bigger tech priests, <laughs> six, no, 40, 40 Vanguard. And twenty of the other troops. <laughs> what, 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 what are the two at the back? Because you've got the you've got an Onoga Dune crawler, right? And then there's... yeah, they look like armatures. Yeah, there's two armatures. Oh, okay, that's it. Because they were they were in the four. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, they were in the the forge bin box. So I've got a little Necron force sitting there, unbuilt as well. And all yeah. of the new rules, if I remember correctly, make all of the troops as well much better for Adeptus Mechanicus. Because before the troops are a little bit hit and miss, but now they're they're much better. I I don't mind them actually. I think they're they're pretty good because it's just getting your head round. Yeah, they're not Space Marines. Yeah, exactly. they're How you they're them? they're toughest three guys as opposed to you know, and not as good an armor save, but you're paying like half the points for it. Plus, my weapons are a thirty-inch, thirty-inch two-shot range, thirty-inch uh, range two-shot gun. Mm. I'm, I'm just going to sit back and pound you. Those on the right, I, I am really <laughs> going to love them. Yeah, with the the heavy grab cannon things, they are going to be the bane of John's existence. I was going to say this is this is bad news for you, John. This is this is proper power creep. Um, <laughs> this is this is all on you know. This is all to combat Death Guard. Space Marines yeah. will be fine. That's there's no change to a Space Marine. I've been looking at hit you. I've been looking at some of the bigger weapons and just been like, right, what's going to work really good against John? His his <laughs> with, <laughs> with the reducing the damage of a weapon. It's sort of like. Ah, oh, so even if I take like a slightly bigger gun with damage two, it's still only like doing damage one. Yeah. Right, I need to be doing damage three at least before I'm yeah. killing a, a plague marine. Um, so yeah, those those three guys on the right are they're just filth. There's like fifteen shots from those three guys, and because you've got good armor, they wound really easily and do lots of damage. So yeah, they're they're going to be fun to use. A long story short, you're going to pound John first. Uh, I might even bring the Vaseline if I'm feeling <laughs> nice. I don't need it, mate. Use my own. This, this is what happens, John. No, you keep rot. winning. You keep winning, people. People target you. That's, uh, yeah. that's yeah. what it is. Uh, I did bring this up. 
I'm the only chaos player, so I feel like I'm being ganged up on all the time. You see, I would be using my chaos if the chaos codex wasn't so shit. Yeah. It's not, it's not got to like the, unless I've missed an update somewhere, but like, why would I take, or why wouldn't I take a Marine with two wounds when I could take a chaos bismuth for the same points with one wound? Yeah. It's it's like, and I've got a massive chaos army and I just want that. Like even like an FAQ or a, chapter approved or something just to go yeah if you're a space marine loyalist or heretical in power armor mm. two wounds cross the board I'm, I'm sure it'll happen i'm sure it'll happen I, i'm sure it will but it's just like uh... yeah. yeah it's all right I'm, I'm sacrificing the necrons to to john this, we'll see how it goes this weekend just so we can feel a bit better <laughs> oh cheers mate thanks <laughs> charity game charity game in my honor you watch Shane will, Shane will turn up exactly as he did last time, proper meaning business, and you'll just be like, go blank again. <laughs> yeah, I guarantee he's going to go out tomorrow and buy 500 more points worth of bloody neck. No, it's, it's straight out the Indominus box. I've got no no special tricks. Uh, we'll see. Don't know, don't know how the army. Well, I mean, I've, I've played one battle with the, the Necrons, so you know. Oh, yeah, how did that go? Didn't you, you played Necrons against your son? Yeah, and he beat me, so yeah. oh, cool. <laughs> I look forward to this game then. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. Unless I lose. The only the only thing I've got going for me is that we'll play objectives and it will yeah. just be like, right, okay, how can I hold on to these? Yeah. That'll be it. Right. Cool. Right. So unless anyone's got anything else for Hobby Roundup, um, for those watching or listening, hit pause quickly, grab a cup of tea, um, refill your water pot um, and then after this musical interlude we'll be back and talking Templars Okay now uh, the Iron Ceramite podcast obviously what we want to focus on or one of the things that we want to focus on is each of us obviously plays our own faction uh, and that could be Space Marines, Imperial Guard or Astra Militarum as well as Chaos and various other uh, factions within 40k and we want to give it a spotlight on on one of those factions and so we're going to start um this week with dave who's or this month should i say with dave who who's going to take us through a bit of uh black templar law why he's into him a bit of an introduction to the chapter and then we're going to go for a bit of a q a and maybe you know ask a few questions talk a bit more about the chapter as they go so dave do you want to do you want to kick us off and and maybe start with why you picked the black templars as your your faction of choice? So it all goes down to Hell's Reach, I think, in the end. When I was initially getting into it, um, Tom lent me a few books, and Hell's Reach was the one that really stood out to me. Um, and especially Grimaldus, and it just sort of, that real sort of grim dark, um, that's what a space marine was in my head already. Does that make sense? So it just sort of clicked when I read it. Um, so then I started doing a bit more sort of research into them and I thought actually they're going to be pretty easy to paint and it all sort of clicked together and that was yeah so it was, it was mostly Hellfridge obviously yeah. then branching off of that and then going obviously into the, the law and so with, with sorry just stopping you with, with Hell's Reach uh, mm-hmm. obviously you read it rather than watching the, the YouTube piece I've done both I've done both yeah yeah, yeah okay and and how do you think does does the YouTube piece reflect well on the the book? I don't think it's as good as the book, but it is it is very good on its own as well. And I think it's 
I think it appeals to a sort of different kind of person, if that makes sense. Is I do, I can visualize things better in my own head, if that makes sense. Yeah. Don't necessarily want them visualized for me in that context. So I prefer the books, but they're both very good. So. Okay, fair enough. And, and, and I think um, you mentioned that, that Tommy, for example, has, has like guided you, or Tom guided you towards Black Templars. And, and I, I think you know, so people may not be aware of it, but that you were to and froing between different chapters and uh, maybe thinking about different things. So you settled on on the Black Templars mainly for the law, and then obviously because they were easy to paint, um, yeah. which is not. Yeah. Well, I say we say easy to paint. That's that's a bit flippant, but yeah. they've easy got a good color scheme, right? Yeah, yeah. And I thought that, like I said, when I first got it, I sprayed in chaos black, done a bit of dry brushing, and that was it. So they were very easy. But yeah, like I said, once I started getting into the law of the Black Templars, that they are for me what a space marine should be. I think so that's how I imagined them anyway. So when I started going into the law and reading about um, Helbrecht and Maldus and, and the Emperor's Champions and all the sort of things that they've done and the standout sort of um, contribution that they've made, um, as well as their sort of mindset, because I always, before I was actually into it, I thought that, because I'd heard of the God Emperor, I thought that everyone worshipped him as a god. Yeah. A lot of the Adeptus Astarte, a lot of the other chapters don't, obviously, and, and in fact, he pretty much don't worship me as a god himself. But um, that was sort of my mindset anyway. So once I sort of realised that, um, yeah, it just sort of clicked for me. I think it was that's what I had in my head already. So and then then once I, I was going to say, so, so the Black Templars, they're, uh, um, they're slightly different to other chapters in that they're a crusading chapter, right? Mm-hmm. So, did, so it, did that law play into it? Yeah, so I'll do a sort of a brief sort of history. Mm-hmm. They come from the second founding, just after the Horus Heresy, and they're one of the um, Imperial Fist successor chapters that came about um, directly after the Horus Heresy and the um, Codex Astartes written by Gurley Man. Um, <laughs> Dawn initially <laughs> relented and said, don't want to split, split them. Um, eventually on the brink of another sort of war, relented, Crimson Fists, Soul Drinkers, um, uh, Templars, and there is another one I can't remember. Um, oh, soul Drinkers. Ridiculous. Yeah. Um, In no way heretical, John. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, yeah, so Sigismund was the um, captain uh, in the Imperial Fists, and he was chosen during the Battle of Terror um, to act as the Emperor's champion. Um, and he basically went out and just kicked Chaos' ass for a little while. Um, and his story on its own is very, very good as well, I think. Um, and um, after the sort of failure of keeping the Emperor alive, and although technically they won the heresy, um Emperor obviously failed. So... Um, to make up for it, he launched the um, second sort of Great Crusade, so to speak, and which has lasted for 10,000 years. So it's the, the longest one that's ever been, um, and every High Marshal after Sigismund takes up and reaffirms the vows, so to speak, that they will carry on, um, bringing the pain to the enemies of mankind. And, yeah, it's... Um, it all goes from there as well. So basically, the, the basic structure is very different from 
most of the sort of codex compliant chapters. Um, they have no librarians um, and they have sort of an abhorrence in some way to everything to do with the warp. Um, they, from what I've read and what I've researched, there's quite a lot of different reasons for that that people give. So I've heard everything from they don't like it because you can be influenced by chaos to there's some bad shit happened in all their librarians died. Um, so that's quite interesting as well because I don't think it's actually anywhere in canon exactly why they don't have librarians. Um, then, just, um, sorry, just, just slight yeah. tangent on that one. Um, Tabletop-wise, instead of law, mm -hmm. like we know that they don't do it. Do you think that's you know how, how have you worked around that as a you know as a tabletop player without that psychic phase? Um, I think it's literally just relying on John for getting all the psychic stuff. <laughs> that's useful, <laughs> <useful>, right? <laughs> yeah. No, obviously, um, Grimaldus, um You got like to, um, deny uh, deny the witch. There's some stratagems of bore the witch and stuff like that. So there are they have their own sort of built-in. Um, protection, so to speak. Um, yeah, but sorry, you have like litanies and stuff, don't you? Is yeah. that something that everyone has, or is that Black Templar thing? No, no, library. Well, not librarians. Uh, chaplain. Chaplain thing. Chaplain has litanies, but um, is that different to psychic power? Just because I don't understand. It's a different. Yeah, different. But yeah, but it, it does the same job as a psycho, though, doesn't it, for the Black Templars? I mean, because everyone has lit these every different chapter, but you have specific ones that are like sort of like deny the witch, but like you say, they're called a bore the witch. So it's, yeah. a, it's a it's a chapter specific um, one that you've got, isn't it? Yeah, they've got a few, yeah, few bits and bobs that are to keep them alive, so to speak, in that sense. Um, but um, they do still work with because um, it's strange because, like I said, when I was researching. Um, they don't have librarians. It's a bit unclear why they don't. Um, they don't like psychers and anything to do with the warp, but obviously, star travel, they need the navigators who, apparently, because the Black Templars believe that they are following the light of God Emperor himself, and they consider them to be quite holy psychers. And they're right because they're doing the God Emperor's work. The Astronomican, right? They're following yeah. the beacon, so that's okay. They're following the God Emperor's light, so and they will work with um Grey Knights as well because they're incorruptible. But they're the only sort of librarians. But I found it quite interesting researching about um how they go to work with the Death Watch. So obviously they can then sort of next the librarians and all these people with psychic powers, and they only send sort of the least zealous in that sense, um, to join the Death Watch. But um Going off on a sort of bit of a tangent, they, they don't actually really stick to the Codex Astartes at all, really. Um, they are rumoured to be around mm -hmm. about 6,000 strong, which is obviously quite a bit more than um, your normal Codex compliant. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and and their sort of their structure itself is quite different as well. So they obviously have the High Marshals, he's like the Chapter, marshal, uh, chapter Master, um, and then you have a marshal who's in charge of individual crusades. So you've got the main crusade, which is to bring all of Mankind back into the Emperor's line. And then you've got crusades who sort of go off at the whim of the, the marshals and the high marshals. Sometimes they have petitions from other people, um, but it needs to be quite high ranking. So you're looking at high levels of the Inquisition, high lords of terror and stuff like that. Otherwise, they just stick two fingers up and go, 
So obviously we're not doing that. We can go do what we want to do. Um, so they will go off on their own crusades. And then the crusades are then split, led by marshals, split into fighting companies, which are quite similar to the normal companies of Codex Astartes, and each led by Castellan, which is the equivalent of a captain. Um, and they um, basically are sword brethren, who are the veteran equivalent, again, of the um, Black Templars. They don't have, as you would with the Codex compliant, um, sort of the first company, second company, third company. Like I say, they're only in crusades. So what would technically be the first company would be the sword brethren, who are the most experienced and the most sort of um, the best warriors they've got. And they will then lead the um, Crusader squads, who are the, the basically how the Black Templars fight. Um, so they don't technically, they don't have any silence and stuff like that. They have very good warriors who sort of lead and act as non-commissioned officers. Um, and then it goes down to initiates who are fully fledged sort of Black Templars um, and neophytes who are space marines, but they haven't been trained and taught to the same extent as initiates. So initiate will take a neophyte and they will pair up in a crusader squad and then they will teach them the ways of Black Templars and that's how the sort of structure goes. You start off as a neophyte and then you work your way up, hopefully one day to the lofty heights of a high marshal who can stick two fingers up to anyone who wants really because he's got 6,000 marines at his disposal. So. And, and, and for those that, that don't know, like you know, we know like the then like the Blood Angels and the Space Wolves are very combat orientated. Like the Dark Angels are very flexible, and the Ultramarines also flexible, but also a good gun line. Where where do the Black Templars sit in that that kind of spectrum? Space Marine. It's army? actually noted that they they don't have the same sort of level of firepower as other um, as other chapters would because of their insistence in using the Holy Bolter and the, the Blessed Chainsaws to go into combat. And melee is the sort of, the way they like to go about it. Um, with this, I, obviously they haven't got their own supplement yet. I'm hoping and praying one day they're going to have a, a new codex and their own supplement. I haven't actually run them the way that you, sh- you probably should on tabletop. Um, because every time I have, it's not worked out very well because they do have a fair few buffs, but it's not as current as some of the other stuff. So, yeah, on, on tabletop and in law, they are very melee focused. In fact, they quite famously, they chain their um, weapons to themselves. So um, there's two different um, types of sort of training. You've got... Um, the devotion chain, I believe, or chains of devotion, which is basically saying once this is done, once what I say in prayers and um, what I say I'm going to go fulfill, once I've done that, I can take this chain off because I've completed what I've done. And then there's other chains that I can't remember for the life of me. I've written it down somewhere in my notes um, that will stay on forever. And they will <laughs> actually put the trains on and keep them on as a sort of, as a reminder to always have a weapon in hand. So it's so, almost like yeah. a puree cell chained around their wrist. Yeah. Like a yeah, sort of much. And then we will not stop until the job is done, basically. That is the thought. And that, that actually comes from, I believe it's the world it is initially started doing that. And that's where it comes from. Sigismund thought, actually, that's a really good idea. So he started doing it. And then as a sort of respect for him, everyone started doing it within the chapter. So. And, and Sigismund they asked him. Was... <clears throat> Sorry. No, well, well, he, he... <laughs> we'll get into that. 
But Sig- Sigismund was was originally an I. Uh, 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 Imperial, Imperial Fist. He was an Imperial yeah. Fist, right? So yeah. he was one of Dawn's loyal. What was it? Captains. Yeah, so he was a captain. He fell out of favour with Dawn, actually, which is all how he ended up being as zealous as he was because he had a, a epiphany. Um, his own band was going to go. And that's, that's, I mean, I don't know the heresy as much as I'm sure others do. Um, but he fell out of favour with Dawn. Dawn pretty much disowned him. And that changed a lot of his sort of his ethos and how he sort of went about doing things. And that is one of the reasons why he was quite as zealous as he was. Because he wanted to prove to Dawn actually, I am I am your one of your sons. I I, I should be able to stand with you and do all these great things. And that sort of pushed him um just do the crusade and do all the sort of ridiculous things he ended up doing, like going and fighting a battle in one on one. Uh, he did well against him. And, uh, like, how did the... Yeah, died, though. Oh, well, he did. <laughs> but there was, oh, yes. as a side tangent, everyone go and YouTube it. There, There is a lot of lore about, uh, you know, that one. Yeah, like, it's, 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 it's a pretty good story. Old, yeah, old, old boy Sigismund against uh, chaos-infused Abaddon. <laughs> anyway, anyway. Uh, I wanted to touch quickly on the Emperor's Champion and how that comes about and what that means within the chapter, because... Some people want to understand it. We talked about it earlier, like Tom's uh, his eBay rescue. He painted uh, painted one, and you know, tentacle dick porn aside, <laughs> like what what does the the Emperor's Champion mean to uh, to to a Black Templar? What 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 is that unit? So the Emperor's Champion. Pretty much every chapter had a, an Emperor's Champion or a sort of something equivalent at some point. Um, but as I said earlier, Stigismund, during the Horus Heresy, um, was chosen um, as the Emperor's Champion, which is one of the ways that it can happen. Um, you can be specifically chosen, adorned in the sort of best armour, given the best weapons, and basically <laughs> said, go and kill all the bad dudes over there. And they would basically challenge all the sort of Chaos Warlords and all the biggest and baddest to one-on-one combat. Um, and that's sort of where it... It go from there's a strong tradition. Apparently, there's ten black swords, um, so that every crusade can have an emperor's champion. There will only be one, and once the sort of epiphany that they get is complete, they will just go back to what they were doing before. Um, so they can be chosen. They can be chosen by the chaplaincy of the ecclesiarch. Um, sort of the religious side of things can say, "We need you to act, step up and act as the emperor's champion." But the majority of the way it apparently happens is they. Um, before battle, they will um, basically, as you would expect Templars to do, of the conventional Templars as we would have like in the Middle Ages, um, would pray and fast and prepare for the battle. Um, and during these sort of devout moments, one of the um, initiates, or it could be anyone within the chapter, will have an epiphany where they basically see them acting at the Emperor's will. And some say that they do actually speak to the Emperor himself and he gives them a message to go out and do certain grandiose deeds and mm. save mankind. So a lot of the time before the battle occurs, he'll be sort of have this epiphany and he'll go up to the chaplaincy and basically say, this is what I've been told. And all the sort of zeal and fury and hate in his heart is really, and they basically go, Right, here's the best time we got, here's the best weapons we got. Go and kill them scary dudes over there. So 
that's that's the sort of role of the Emperor's Champion that they will go and basically try and hunt down the warlords and the, the champions of the enemy um, and bring them to their knees. And once their role was done, like I said, they will just go back. And a lot of the time, they end up just dying because they yeah. bite off more than they can chew. Um, and there's a couple of sort of famous ones that we'll go into later about what they've done and the role that they've had on the Imperium as a whole. Um, but yeah, so it, that is basically one of the, the biggest honours within the, within the chapter because it is to be basically walking in Sigismund's shoes and it's basically doing the will of the Emperor. So, Cause I was going to say, in, in, in I was, was going my next question was going to be about the, the, the Emperor's champion in, well, Hell's Reach. So someone that's just watched YouTube, for example, he's there, he doesn't agree with, or he, he voices that he hasn't agreed with Grimaldus's, um elevation, but as they mm-hmm. still fight together, he, he, that Emperor's champion doesn't survive and he, Grimaldus passes the sword on to another, yeah. another, another trooper. Is that the passing of, like, does that trooper then become the next Emperor's champion? So on that on that occasion, yeah. So he basically was handing over the sword of basically we need another one, and that's what I said about the chaplaincy can sometimes bestow it upon someone. But apparently, the most fervent ones will have the epiphany, and that's the way that they are basically made emperor's champion. So not a so, cocky yeah, little shit like Primus, then. He Sorry? was a right bellet. He was a right bellend, wasn't he, Primus? Yeah. <laughs> oh, your mate's dead. Why are you so sad? <laughs> <laughs> Get over it. <laughs> <laughs> but um, just going because when we was obviously planning this episode and then I was like, oh, I don't know what's the research and you said to me do you know why they're black so did Sigismund get the arm with um, Dawn and go emo and paint everything black in his room Almost. Or a better story it's, than that I feel like that it's, it's not the greatest of stories and I think that you've sort of got a bit too excited with this bit well, yeah I mean, <laughs> the reason and this is again this is why chaplains wear black is they, it singles them out in the eyes of the Emperor and they will see the black of the armour and that will single them out in the eyes of the Emperor. So that is why black was chosen. And obviously um, Sigismund had um, the sort of Templar look anyway. Although he had Imperial Fissi, he would wear the sort of the tabards, he had the, the Templar cross. That's where they got a lot of their um, sort of imagery from. But during the Horus Heresy, again, he, he basically singled himself out in the eyes of the Emperor, look at me, I'm wearing black. And that is where it came from, is that they basically copied Sigismund. Um, and again, that's why a lot of the chaplains see, well, all the chaplains see wear black, because it singles, uh, singles them out in the eyes of the emperor. So that's where they got it from. So it's not as interesting as I sort of made build it up. But yeah. <laughs> it's no, nothing to do with chaos, John. No, I didn't think it was. It just sounded like <laughs> uh, someone had a scrap and painted everyone black. Yeah, that's it. Classic teenager. Yeah. I'm going to paint the ceiling back and then have one off the wrist for the rest of my life. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so on that note, Dave, like, why why did you decide to go for Black Templar? What was it that you went? Okay, um, I've I've got all of these different bits and pieces. Black Templar are my, you know, they look like a Space Marine. They sound like a Space Marine. They're fervent. How have you found playing with them since you've since you've gone down that route? Um. It's tricky because I'm a bit like Tom. I want to just charge in and sort of have this epic clash where we bring down the sort of the infidels and the heretics and all that. Um, but it doesn't work like that because 
they just haven't got the, the, the skill in that sense. I think that other armies have just been updated a bit better and I'm having to rely on playing them in a slightly different way. So I'm hoping, like I said, I'm hoping that something comes out, I can get a load of Crusader squads, I can stick them all in a Land Raider Crusader and drop them off right next to an objective and just pile out and, and have fun with it. But I just think at the moment, they, they are a little bit outdated. The Empress Champion is one of my favourite things, and as John will tell you, drop him in a drop pod with um, a sword preference squash and go after the, the Warlord. And he is, and like I say, on tabletop, is exactly what it says on the tin. He's killed Lord of Contagion, Typhus, a couple of times. He, he made easy work of Typhus. It was really... Yeah. Pissed me off massively. So what? <laughs> well, I was going to dig into that. So what? What rules does he have? What? What's his his actual profile like that makes it easy for him to take he's, down like Lord Legion? Yeah. So he basically gets extra attacks um, um, when he's fighting warlords, um, and he hits. I believe he hits on a two. He can. Do, he's got re rolls, um, and then the black sword's got quite a lot of. Um, Damage and minus AP, so it ends up being quite quite good. When you doesn't have a roll. six inch um, intervention as well. Heroic when you, I think when yeah, inches. so if he's got oath keeper, if he's got oath keeper, he's got a six inch heroic intervention as well. So he's really good at sort of countering champions' charges. So. And at, at the moment, he's just that's that's still just a firstborn unit, right? That's not primaris. No, so. They haven't released one, but if you look at the Primaris Lieutenant with Power Sword, it is pretty much a Empress Champion. At one point, I will, unless they release a new one. I probably will do a kit bash one. But maybe again, they'll buff the Empress Champion even more. That's what I mean. It's like again, I, I, I don't know if he needs it. He's one of the only ones <laughs> that really is um, sort of as it says on the tin on there. Like he, he plays as you would expect him to play. And he, Where are you getting I was going to say that. Dave. Oh, sorry? Go ahead, Tom. Say it again. No, sorry. Right. Go ahead. I was going to say. It was, was drivel. <laughs> he is a unit that is only available to Black Templar, right? It's an uh, exclusive Black Templar unit. Yeah. Yeah. Character model, yeah. Pretty cheap as well, though, isn't he? 80 points, I believe. Yeah. Like, that's not much. No. For what he can do, if, that's the thing. If he can get one on one with a character, He's going to do a lot because um, yeah. he always fights first against characters as well. Characters and monsters, he will fight first. Um, so just so get him in, right? Yeah. So if you get him in, he's great. But against sort of other units, he can because he hasn't got too many wounds. Again, he's only toughest four. So if he, he sort of, if he is overwhelmed, he is quite vulnerable. But can if you can get one on one with um, yeah with someone, he's really <laughs> good. He can't. He can't deep strike, can he? He's not you can stick him in a drop pod. Oh, okay. That's your <laughs> drop pod. <laughs> yeah, That's what he does. He drops, he drops in behind me every bloody time. Not this again. John, let it go. <laughs> three times. Three times I've taken out his warlock because he never protects him at the back. Yeah. <laughs> so it's all about distraction with John. Just put something shiny in front of him and go for it. <laughs> Necron's so Dave. shiny. I don't know where I'm going to be looking. <laughs> Sorry, Tom, so, go ahead. You were going to say something? I was going to ask. I mean, chapter specific or not, what's your favourite model or the favourite um, unit 
that um, you've actually used so far tabletop wise with your Templars? I mean, it would sound like you might be the Empress Champion, but yeah, yeah, 100% Empress Champion. Um, I, I do like Grimaldus, but again, he's not he's not as punchy as the Empress Champion, but I think, yeah, with the amount of Typhuses and all the contagions he's already taken out. He's definitely my favourite so far. But I think they're quite limited on that. I mean, they've got Hellbrecht, who's half painted, never been played. Grimaldus, who's been two or three games. And my average champion, who I painted quite early on. I think I brought him to most of my games. So, yeah, def- definitely the Empress champion for the time being. Cool. What, what unit do you think is, are you going to go next? Or were you going to bring in next for your your, your Templars army? And like two two follow up questions is is why is it? And do you think it's narrative with that army, or is it because you know you're making up for maybe not having that supplement yet? Yeah. So I'm looking forward to doing the Outriders um, because they sort of fit within that theme, I think. And I think that if you can get the charge in with them, that'd be pretty good. Um, but I've also got some Reavers, hmm. and I think Reavers are, are, are very much the sort of Templar primaris, if that makes sense, because they're terror troops going, want to get in close and just get involved. So I've got Reavers, and I'm a bit gutted that Tom didn't sell me the ones that he didn't want, and he ended up kickbacking. <laughs> I probably would have just had a load of Reavers going in. So I think that'd be quite cool with them. Primaris sort of contingent bit of stuff to back them up, but if we can get them in and get the attacks in or the charges in, I think that'd be quite interesting. With 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 the Black Templars and uh, Primaris coming into the uh, into the law, um, what what where are we at with with the Black Templars? Are there any Primaris? Yeah, so as, as with other chapters, Primaris have started joining in. Um, actually, it turns out that. The, one of the marshals leading the crusade actually played quite a big part in restoring um, Gurley Man and bringing back um, him from the brink. Um, so he was a marshal, uh, Marius, bear with me, Almerich, um, who... Oh, sorry. Almerich. Oh, bear with me. Oh. Marius Almerich. Um, and he basically helped um, with the resurrection of um, Gurley Man and then um, during the 13th Black Crusade for the fall of Cadia. Um, and he basically went with him, led him back to terror, um, and ended up giving his life to protect him against all you players of um, combat cards. He, Almerich, stabbed the bloodthirster Scarbrand, the exiled one, and kept him at bay through the chest with the black sword of um, as, he, as his role as the Emperor's champion. Um, he ended up getting absolutely dicked by Skullbrand after that, but it gave Girly Man enough time to um, defeat the um, defeat Skullbrand using the, um, the black sword that was sort of buried in Skullbrand. He exploited that weakness, and um, he basically managed to overcome Skullbrand and escape to Terra. And that is where... We are sort of with that, that the Templars did have a big role in the fall of Cadia. They did try their best, and that's one of the reasons why um, the Marshal ended up giving his life, because he felt such shame, basically, from not being able to defend Cadia in that way. Um, and we all know the classic 2CP stratagem, get dicked. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's come from that. Yeah, I think that's not very specific, that one. Get dicked. Yeah. So, but yeah, so they do have Primaris, um, and they played a big role, obviously, in bringing um, Girly Man back and, and helping with that being spread out to everyone. Um, the law on, in terms of, um, at the moment, is I don't know how much you sort of know about it, but where we are at the moment is Third War of Armageddon, um, Grimaldi survived, Hero of Hell's Reach, Helbrex was um, in command of all sort of the naval forces being a really, really good um, sort of admiral within the, um, the fleet. I think he's the best in the Adeptus style, if it's off my head. Um, he basically thought, no, fuck this, we're going to go after um, Uruk Fracker, um, who led the sort of the Great War. Um, and he fucks off looking for him. Unfortunately, he came across some Necrons. Um, so Emotech um, ended up they having a famous duel um, in which Hellbreak lost his arm. That's obviously where, I um, don't know if you saw in my model earlier. Um, and he was sort of saved by his, his household. They came and um, sort of pulled him back from Emotech. Emotech took his arm and thought, have that a permanent reminder of your failure. Um, so Hellbreak went off. He ended up um, going and purging a few other words, getting his sort of mojo back, and then came across Imitech again and fucked up his tomb ship. So that's sort of where we are there. He destroyed Imitech's tomb ship, so there's one all, um, but he's still going after Gascall um, with, what's his face? Glenn, you'll know this. Who's yeah, the chap? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they're off in the stars doing something. So I'm hoping there's going to be some cool new lore there soon, but I was going to say, he's he's classed as like one of the, well, if not the, but one of the best like uh, naval strategists in the the Adeptus side. Because he went into the Gulf Stars and no one else did. I think that was uh, one of the things. That's actually, yeah. So they went out there and then that's obviously when the um, War of Armageddon kicked off, uh, War of Armageddon. So there was, I think that'd be interesting if they go back to the Gulf Stars and I think there's some interest in law around that that could be coming out. Only when GW needs to produce a new army. <laughs> Sorry? I said only when GW needs to produce a new army. Yeah, good point. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they might they might put some of that in the what's it? Um the space uh the, the flying game, aeronautics. what is it, aeronautics? Aeron- yeah, aeronautica, yeah. Yeah, yeah that, that might work for the Gulf Star. That'd be quite good. See, I was looking at a few of like their famous battles and crusades and stuff. Yeah. And there was one that caught my attention and it wasn't because of like something epically heroic that the Black Templars done. I'm just going to sort of go off on a little tangent. Like, oh, what was the name of it? It was, it is the, the Imperian Crusade against a load of chaos, corny cultists. Uh, basically, yeah. they were getting their ass handed to them. Is this so, where they bravely ran away? They bravely ran away, <laughs> and because there was nothing for the cultists to kill, they started killing each other. <laughs> That's the best. And they, they had their the bravely the brave, brave Sir Robin moment. It was uh, only yeah. 30, to be fair. Yeah, I know, but it was still like, yeah, that's cool. Just chaos being chaos. What was <laughs> but yeah, they, 
What was the result from running away though? Because like they left Grimaldus to die on Armageddon with like six people. Oh no, well that was slightly different. So they didn't leave him to die. They 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 oh. left him to marshal the defences. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm pretty sure he said I'm gonna die here. And he was repeatedly. Yeah, but he didn't. He didn't. No, everyone else did that. <laughs> so they, those guys got welcomed back into the fold, I guess, or sent back out. Yeah, is is there any beef between Grimaldus and Helgrave? I don't know. I don't know because obviously he got sent down there and it didn't look good for him. But I think Grimaldus is quite forgiving anyway. In that sense, I think that he's just basically. The way that their structure goes, I have a feeling that the High Marshal must have had a plan. If I'm being sent here, mm-hmm. he knows something I don't, get on with it. That's the way that I'm sort of struck by the Templars. If they if they die in battle, great, because they're doing it for the Emperor. If they don't, then I'll go and die somewhere else. And obviously, chaplains are known for their forgiveness and reasonability. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. As are Space Marines generally, right? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I was just going to say. So, obviously, like Helbrecht's got a couple of um, foes that he's after. Who? Well, it's like Templars, num- enemy number one, target number one. If a Templar can pick someone to eradicate first, who are they going for? Anyone who strayed from the Emperor's light. So they don't have a particular the, her- the heretic, the witch, and something else. So, so chaos, they have like chaos, I was going to say chaos first. The 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 fallen I say the fallen, yeah the traitor yeah first. They, yeah all oh, right yeah they will go yeah they they will fight anyone yeah but basically yeah the, the people who have betrayed will probably be first on their list. So heretics and traitors. Cool. Bring it on. I'm trying to remember when they first came into the game as like a. A specifically playable chapter. Shane, do you remember the because uh, the old campaign books, Battle yeah. for Armageddon and the Thirteenth Black Crusade? I'm pretty sure they were in one of them, but I can't remember which one. So I was was it the Armageddon it, one? It makes I, sense as the Armageddon one. I think I think it was because they were always a. If I remember back to second edition, they were always like a, a chapter that was listed. But they yeah. didn't have any specific rules. There yeah, they were no... just they were just a paint scheme in a book. Exactly. Whereas I think the the little kind of supplementary books that they brought out brought in the Crusade squads. Yeah, and that that would have been it would have been the Armageddon. Yeah, but I'm pretty sure it would have been. Yeah, but like some of the some of the old special rules they used to have was laughable because <laughs> they used to if they if they took damage they used to have to go towards what. They took damage from. So, if you were of the inclination to take a devastator squad and have them like in a building, all you had to do was do a little bit of damage to them, and they would run off the building as they tried because there was like fall damage in the older editions. So it was just like pew pew, and you've just got devastators leaping off the building. (laughs) And that was like, yeah, they've they've addressed that now, but it, it used to be hilarious. <clears throat> Anything else you want to hit on, Dave? I don't know. There's, I mean, there's lots of sort of cool bits on all, but I would, I would recommend everyone goes and does a load of searching themselves. But they've played a massive role in a lot of things. So the Emperor's Champion, um, 
Al Hart, the Slayer, basically took out the um, High Fleet Leviathan by um, killing the Hive Tyrant and then boarding the ship and then stabbing the um, whatever it was in the ship that needed the black, uh, the pulsing cortex of some Tyranid thing. So he basically. Well, I'm glad you've explained that to us, Dave. <laughs> I'm glad you've explained that. Really clear. <laughs> well, what is it? What what is it? I don't know enough about Tyranids to basically say what this. Well, are... what 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 you'll know is that what he done doesn't mean anything because you got you know the the Tyranids are Tyranids, right? But he's taken he's out taken... the High Fleet Leviathan. That was one of the biggest ones. Has he? Has he? He's he's, he's not taken out an entire High Fleet himself. Well, Just by going. Has he? Yeah, that ship's dead. Yeah, he's killed a ship. Well done. <laughs> well, he's just put them all in. Okay, yeah, fair enough. Oh, well, let's, have like, go, let's have a go. Let's have a go. Yeah, shit. Yeah, Black Templars are shit. Yeah. No, no. <laughs> what, what I was going to say, David, is they then they're not shit. That's fine. But no, you know, Tyranids no. is not who you want to pick on. Um, what I was going to say though is, is aside from Hell's Reach, if if you didn't know anything about Black Templars, I mean, you do, but like, let's say listeners don't mm. know anything about it, you know, they can go and find Hell's Reach on YouTube. Other than that, what would you say you go and look at, you read? Where's where's your first point after that to go and say, this is a really cool chapter? Um, the, the wiki pages. <laughs> I know it's sort of a bit, of that, a bit of a cheat, but they have everything on there that you sort of want to know. So that is a good way of getting up to speed with it and sort of working out where they've been, what they've done, mm-hmm. how they started. And you can go off, obviously on a tangent from there. Um a lot of their stories are obviously quite enclosed into the sort of, um, as a lot of the stories are, they don't give the massive sort of view that a wiki page would. So yeah. I'd say if you are interested in the Black Templars, go to the wiki pages and you can just go down a rabbit hole as I've done <laughs> several times and, yeah, just ended up in weird places, reading weird things. So. Okay. and then oh, other Also, than... Hell's Reach as well, though. Sorry. That is a really yeah. good introduction, isn't it, to them? If, if, yeah. if you wanted to get a feel for them, just the way they act. They are one of those chapters, though, that they're massively popular, but have a shockingly little amount of, like, Black Library books sort of dedicated specifically to them. Yeah. You know, well, they're, you've got your billions of Ultramarines and Blood Angels books and stuff like that, but, like, Black Templars are a second founding chapter. They're a big, big chapter. And, you know, I've struggled to think of many books that they're in. Yeah, oh. I've lent you some, Dave, and I, but I'm, you're not really f- that far into them yet to give much of a judgment, are you, yet? On them no, 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 no. We'll, we'll get into them and I'll, we can recap on one of the hobby roundups at some point. He needs more pictures in these books. That's what's taking him so long. <laughs> <laughs> so other, other than uh, Helbrecht Grimaldus, I think you can get Sigismund as a model now, right? Is it Forge World? Can you get it as Forge World? There's, there's a Forge yeah. World. He's... Um, Still, sort of quite imperial fisty there, and yeah. it does, it looks outdated, in my opinion. Anyway, are there any it's other thirty k model? That's why. Yeah. Are there any other characters that you you that maybe are not available, but you would like to see available? I, w- I wouldn't say necessarily a a specific personal character. I would like um, like a Castellan model, Marshall model, sort of where they've got. Um, it's basically similar to what the sword, uh, the sword brethren ones. Some updated sword brethren models would be pretty cool. Um, so just a bit more themed around it because obviously 
you, you look at the Death Guard, for example, the amount of sort of different units they've got there with just like different cool looks that are pure Death Guard. Yeah. You could have something similar with um, the um, Black Templars. I think it just, yeah, improve the overall look because a lot of the time it is literally just base Marines, maybe with a couple of chains on, and that's sort of it. And maybe if I was feeling adventurous and green stuff, so to do some tabards and stuff. But Really, what you want, so like uh, like for Space Wolves, you need a upgrade pack for Templars where you get some so relics. They, they, do have, they do have an upgrade pack, but again, it's not... It's not a new one. It's not a um, not primary. Units, isn't it? You need it's... some named characters. Like I mean, yeah. everyone like have got like specific captains in you know a, a different unique look to them. Whereas you you've obviously you can just use captains sort of thing unless yeah. it's unless it's Hellbrecht, obviously he's a high marshal. But yeah. um, there's no you said Castellans. So what are they? Es- essentially captains or yeah what yeah. So they're essentially captains, and then you have got marshals who are sort of in between these. So okay. it'd be cool, cool to have them that they're sort of. Above a captain, but below a um, chapter master. Yeah. You know, well, I have like, a unique model for one with a name, yeah. maybe, or something. Yeah. Yeah. So hopefully we see more of that. I'm hoping for a supplement, plenty of new models, but I can't see it happening. <laughs> you might get a new upgrade sprue, like John was saying. And traditionally, you get one primarisified character. Yeah. So but some of them have been named, some of them have been this is a random bloke we've made up but now he is a name you know, so some have crossed the Rubicon What was it? Uh, Tolmeron of the Blood Angels? Good example Yeah, Yeah, and the the Dark Angels won, and then you've obviously had uh, Khan on the White Scars you know, some of the bigger name characters have gone across as well Fist done Got my fist on. Yeah, as well. yeah. There's yeah. like I say, there's usually at least one. Um, is Tom Tomron's not a specific named character though, is he? No, he, he's got he's got a name on the pack, but in a data sheet, it means nothing. He's, yeah, it's yeah. no different than a lieutenant. Uh, we, ju- lieutenant. we just we just know him from combat guards. We do, yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> whenever you said that, I was just like, oh yeah, it's combat guards. Um, <laughs> <laughs> But it, it, it does look it does look good though, just for the sake of the Blood Angels Army to have that unique character in it. Although essentially yeah. you could use him for any and just take his Blood Angel shoulder pad off. But really, so. I think maybe- is it embossed on is it? It is. It is, yeah. But I think yeah, just uh, a little bit dick. cut it off and yeah. <laughs> I think what I've got you know, have to do is just be patient because obviously you got Warhammer Plus coming out with all the series. Black Templars are getting a series, yeah. So maybe. I don't know what the characters are going to be. Maybe we'll get some characters out of that. And if it's popular, yeah, maybe that's what to cash in. Games Workshop might wait for that wave to come through. Yeah. So maybe in like a year, you might get something. Yeah, hopefully. Fingers crossed. Mm. Hopefully. Well, cheers, Dave. Thank you for the overview. Sorry for the grilling that I gave you. But uh, mm-hmm. yeah, no, it was, it was, good. It was, it was interesting to hear, hear all that. Oh, I, uh, did it some justice and you're going to walk away with a bit more knowledge of the Templars. Bit of interest. You didn't, you didn't shout at us with hate in your eyes this time, well done, <laughs> which we're well grateful for. Place. I wanted to say, though, when, when you was introducing him, did you see the fear in his eyes before before he started talking? <laughs> That's because he, he was trying to regulate his own voice in his head so he didn't <laughs> just start shouting at us. Yeah, you did shout hello at the start of this fucking episode as well. Who, me? Yeah. No, I do that every episode. Hello. 
I never said I was any good at this. I, I just am the one who starts. Um, but like I say, we're not we're not experts. We're still learning. We've only been doing it a year, and like you can't expect Dave to be the absolute Wikipedia page expert. No, it was good, Dave. It was really good, mate. No, really yeah, just a little touch into it. Yeah, cool. Um, so we'll quickly before we say goodbye, we'll do our own uh, shameless plug. I'm hoping that everyone can see that now. Um, like we say every week, check us out on Instagram. You'll see better pictures of our models that we've painted um, and all sorts of stuff. And when we're doing our battles, we sort of post it in the stories as we're going. Join us on Facebook in our group um, where we can just obviously chat a bit more in detail and share things that we're all finding interesting. We are on Twitter, so give us a follow on there. Try and get some conversation going there. YouTube, if you're listening, check us out on YouTube for our other stuff. Um, please like, share, and subscribe, and all that good stuff. And obviously, for podcasts, Spotify, Apple, and anywhere you get your podcasts, we are there. Twitch had the first game, played some Space Marine, so we've got a video of me doing that terribly. Um, great game, great game. Yeah, I really enjoy playing it. I will work out when I'm going to go back on and do a bit more. Um, so it's 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 taken off. So go follow us on there and pay attention to Instagram. We'll let you know when we're going to do some more stuff on there. Um, patreon if you'd like to support the channel um and put some money into it so we can sort of upgrade our gear do a bit more stuff maybe get onto battle reports and with some quality um five pound a month um is our starting phase for now um and as a thank you all we will give you all we can offer you um is a shower in the credits at the end of these videos um element games as well so if you're getting all your hobby stuff you want to get a discount element games is a good place to go for no extra cost if you use our code um you'll still get the same discount that you would get but we'll get a bit of a, a kickback from that and like we say all money we make will go back into the channel and i've added um because i had left it off before join our clan on combat cards we love combat cards but we don't like playing with shane and glenn because they're at the top and we need someone to knock them off their pedestal um, and unless anyone's got anything to add, thanks for joining us. I hope you enjoyed it. Exterminatus. Exterminatus indeed. As always, we would like to thank you for listening to our Iron and Ceramite podcast. If you liked us, then you can also find us on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, and any other good podcast services. Just remember, in the grim darkness of the far future, there is only war. Right. Cole, we can get a drink now. Yes. Yeah, yeah I was going to say, so we're going to pause and get a drink. Yeah. That's got to be the longest hobby roundup we've done, almost an hour and ten minutes. Well, so that's we've been, left it so long, haven't we? That's the longest we've left it. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to get a drink. <laughs> Although, bit of um, bit of news. Ben thinks that we're famous. They were, Charlie said they were doing something at school. Um, Kate just told me where they had to they were learning about search engines, so they had to put their names in um, and see how many results come up. And they said, "Oh, you should have put Dad's name in because he's a famous YouTuber." <laughs> <laughs> And obviously, the results would have just crashed the computer. Yeah, I, I, I think um, my kids did the same thing. It turns out there's a uh, 
molecular geneticist, geneticist in America that's got the same name as me. And, you know, he just shits all over me. So nothing oh. pops up on uh, YouTube when uh, when you search for me. He's probably a Black Templar player, though, so no one cares. Yeah, I think I've got the same. I think I've got like a physicist or some shit like that yeah. in America. Dr. Glenn McKay. And I was like, yeah, fucking hate me. Nice. I've got, there's too many with mine. Like, there's like an athlete, um, what's it, a psychic, all sorts. My name's so common. I've never actually Googled my own name, so. Uh, is there, there's some the, uh, MMA, MMA fighter as well. It's got my name. So that comes up at, oh, nice. uh, every now and then. Yeah. Because reveling in the glory of other people with the same name. Dave's Googling himself, isn't he? There's an MMA fighter with the same name as me. What are you going to do about it? So you've got like fucking doctors and all these fucking famous people. One of the first one that comes up is this David Jackerman, delivery driver. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but but is he the best delivery driver? (laughs) Or is he notorious for doing something inappropriate? Yeah, even worse. <laughs> An overview for a couple, like a minute or so. And yeah, we just ask questions, and if you know it, hang it up, and then we'll just take the piss out of each other like we normally do. It doesn't have to be serious, is it? Is, it's going to be half hour of me saying, I don't know, let me have a look. <laughs> I mean, what do, what do you need to know of the Black Templars, right? You know, their their Imperial Fist successors, yada yada yada. Job's yeah. done. Job's good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I do think we need a little bit of substance because yeah. there might be some poor bastard who's sat there for an hour listening to us talk a little wank about what we've been doing for the past month, and then go Black Templars, boom, five minutes, and uh, cheerio, exterminators. <laughs> like, I've got a fair what the fuck and and I'm not familiar enough with the law uh, other than what we've talked about already has, has there been any law for the Black Templars with primaries yet or is that is that is that not it's, touched it's all been a bit they have got primaries because um, let me let me let me do some scrolling if, if John if you could do some nifty editing at this point because I've got actually a um, <laughs> one of the Wayne's um, <laughs> one of the Emperor's champions um, ended up helping to um, save um, Girly Man and, that, and then they were gifted um, a lot so oh, give me because two they seconds. saved Girly Man he gave them some primaries um yeah, he basically yeah, he opened up primaries with them and basically gave, he, he gave it to everyone, but he was very thankful that this dude helped save him. So give me two seconds now. There we are. Um, so it is Marshal Marius Amrit. Do you want to, just for the sake of editing, and I'm not just yeah. starting you randomly talking, bring us into that properly. <clears throat> <laughs> so ask your question again, and I'm ready to go. Uh, did I ask the question? I did. Okay, hang on. Let me try and... Uh, what was it? It was about... You asked him what's primaris. the law around them being primaris. Yeah. So, uh, with the... Hang on. Clap sync. 